Welcome into another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at WISports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. A great and wonderful time of the year as we are into the Christmas and holiday season. New Year's coming up as well. Lots going on and lots to be thankful for and lots to celebrate. And also a lot to uh, be thankful for and look forward to next week in the high school sports scene as there will be a number of classics and tournaments and events around the state of Wisconsin over the holiday break. The uh, for, for basketball, there's all kinds of tournaments and events. We're going to talk to our guy, Mike, uh, Mark Miller, about some of the boys' events coming up in just a moment. But there's also a number of wrestling events and tournaments. There's hockey events. There's all kinds of stuff going on over the winter break. Uh, we were going to talk with uh, Norbert Durst today as well to talk about some of the girls' basketball events. He's a little bit under the weather, so we're not going to be able to get him on this week. But we'll have him uh, have him back on the podcast to talk girls' hoops very soon um, but before we we get to Mark, let's uh, help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. All right, well, right now, let's bring in Mark Miller to talk about some of these boys' basketball tournaments and events and showcases and classics coming up next week around the state of Wisconsin. Mark, uh, good to have you on. Good to to chat hoops and uh, get get in front of the storm a little bit as we're going to have some weather issues that might impact games uh, tomorrow on Thursday. But we're looking forward to hopefully some good weather and some good action next week. Absolutely. Uh, hoping that the weather holds off uh, on particularly next week with our big shootout, but, uh, um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a great season so far, you know, we're, we're for uh, four, five weeks in now, I guess it's the fifth week of games anyway, six week overall, and, uh, been a lot of interesting scores, a lot of interesting individual performances and, uh, you know, some milestones reached. And uh, of course that will continue throughout the year. So excited to, to, you know, continue the, uh, the journey, so to speak, and, and watch as many teams as I can. Out of curiosity, as we're talking about weather and then talking about events next week, have you ever had to cancel the shootout or any games because of weather in, in past seasons? Yeah, this is our 17th year, and the only time that happened was, um, I forget the school, it might have, it was a school in the western suburbs, it might have been Wanago or Muskego uh, a few years back. Uh, uh, their superintendent wouldn't allow them to come <laughs> and play, it was a snowstorm, um, and it was a pretty bad one, so I... So we had to cancel one game of our of our entire tournament uh, in in 16 years. Uh, knock on wood. Hopefully that will continue to be the case. Um, we did manage to get the other games in that year. Um, that was about four or five years ago, I guess. I remember Arrowhead. <laughs> they played an evening game, and uh, Craig Hazy, the coach, kept texting me, "Hey, we're by we're by Miller Park now." And then you know a half hour later, "Hey, we're down by Marquette." And <laughs> I mean, they had to go like 20 miles an hour from from Heartland all the way out to Mequon, but they made it and they played. Um, so, yeah, you know, you don't want to mess with Mother Nature if, if things are really bad. You know, obviously, uh, you, you got to take precautions. But, um, you know, we're all hopeful that uh, that we can get the games in the rest of this week. Um, and then, of course, next week as well. Well, we'll talk about the shootout and some of the other events in just a second. But before we do that, I want to uh, take a, a little bit of a step back and, and talk about a couple of things that have, have come out recently. First of all, you had a chance to check out the 608 basketball tournament at Madison College last weekend with some really high level basketball there. Uh, just give us your take on, on what you saw and uh, some of the impressions from that 608 basketball tournament. 
Yeah, I saw three games on Saturday, and Billy Kegler and the guys did a great job uh, at the 608 tournament, you know, putting together uh, three fantastic games, very, very well run, uh, good officiating, and obviously, like you mentioned, Travis, really good teams. Um, as I look back on it, I, I was exceptionally impressed, I guess, with West Salem, uh, our number one uh, D3 team in, in the Sports coaches poll. Um, they, they took on a, a pretty good challenge from Verona, um, and, and met it head on and it was a, it was a tight game at, at halftime. And then, uh, I think just the experience and the, the physicality and, and, uh, the talent overall talent at West Salem just kind of took over in the second half. Of course, they finished second last year in the state tournament D3 losing to Lake country Lutheran in the title game. And they're the favorite this year in division three. Um, and, and they showed why, um, you know, Carson Kepnick, Peter Latos, and Brett McConkey were all on our all tournament team that we wrote about uh, that I wrote about on Monday. Um, but you know, they it's more than just those three guys. You know, they they have a, a balanced team, not a real deep team, but a, but a balanced team where other players can step up and score and, and make big plays as well. But um, they're a tough team, and 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 they're driven. And Coach Mark Wagner does a really good job with with uh, putting those guys in the right positions to make plays. And, they did just that and that went over uh, Verona. So was really impressed with them. I thought Nino did a really good job of battling Joliet West. Um, you know, they probably were giving up a little bit on the talent side. When, when you look at Joliet West, they have a, a young man going to uh, Michigan State, and then they have a sophomore that's already got an offer from Gonzaga. And, and Nina stayed within 10 points for most of the game. They ended up losing 83-70 but they never quit. They battled. Um, they played five guards for much of the game. Uh, so a little different look for Lee Rabbis' team this year. Um, and uh, I, I think that they're, that they're going to be really tough, uh, you know, going forward in a game like that will only help them. Cal Klesman had a pretty solid game. Um, the senior guard that's going to Green Bay. And so did Brady Corso, who's a, a junior wing guard that can really shoot. Um, and both those guys were on the all tournament team. So, um, you know, and then, of course, Lacrosse Central really took care of business in their game uh, against Wanakee. Um, they won that one 68-43. It was 28-21 at half, but uh, Lacrosse Central just uh, got a dominating performance from Bennett Freed, uh, their 6'7 senior um, wing. Um, he had 27 points, 11 rebounds, two blocks, and he had a, a really nice uh, dunk. Uh, Nick Williams, their their starting point guard, uh, was fantastic. Uh, just really efficient and and uh, steady, uh, smart with the ball. And then Henry Meyer is is a is a junior uh, guard at about six three, really strong, really put together, and can really get to the basket. Uh, they did play West Salem last night, kind of interestingly, and uh, on the road, and and West Salem did beat them. Um, so that just, again, shows, uh, you know, just what a great team that uh, West Salem has this year. Well, one of the other pieces of content that you had put out uh, earlier, uh, I guess it was uh, last week, uh, end of last week, was the five surprises in the early part of the boys basketball season. Uh, take us through some of those. Uh, what What's kind of been some, some players and teams that have stood out uh, as a little bit of a surprise so far? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like Sports Illustrated, you know, I put those guys in there and then <laughs> they promptly go out and lose. Uh, Muskego, when I wrote about them, was 6-0. and Well, they're 6-2 and right now, but, <laughs> um, you know, they played some good teams since since that article appeared. But, uh, you know, I think Muskego being 6-0 to start the season um, after winning just seven games a year ago was, was a pretty good, uh, 
indication that uh, Coach Cam Cerrone's really got things going there. Um, and they, they have a really strong senior class, Travis. I mean, Will Wensink and, and Louis Schwabi, who also had really good football years for Muskego. Um, those two guys uh, kind of are their leaders. Um, but uh, juniors Aiden Krause and Ashton Krause also are playing very well for them. Um, you know, they're in the classic eight, so they're going to have some ups and downs playing the likes of Arrowhead and Waukesha South and, you know, those type of teams. Um, but they did open um, uh, the, the conference season with wins over Catholic Memorial and Waukesha South. Uh, South was a defending champion and CMH is picked to, to finish pretty high in the standings. So, um, you know, kudos to them for those victories. Um, also wrote about a young man from the Salam School, which is a smaller school, obviously, in the Milwaukee area. His name is Ahmad Bondwood. And uh, Ahmad uh, is leading the state right now in scoring. I, I have to get his stats updated for the last couple games. Um, but um, he's, he's putting up huge numbers. He can, he's grown from 6'1 last year to 6'3, and he's added a lot of strength. Um, I was talking to a coach, uh, St. Anthony coach, uh, who... who um, who competed against uh, Salam earlier in the year. And uh, he kind of likened him to Dustin Beaupre, the, the guard from Mountaintop Christian from a few years ago that went to Winona State. And, and right now I think is, is looking to go to Marion. Um, so, um, you know, sometimes you get those small school guys that put up a lot of points because they shoot a lot. And certainly Bodwin does, does get his opportunities to score, but um, you know, he's making the most of it. And his team uh, was off to a, a good start. Now they, they've played a couple tougher teams uh, uh, recently and, 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 and have lost, but uh, still uh, it was a noteworthy accomplishment to lead the state after, you know, almost a month of the regular season. Also, what about J.J. Douglas, who I'm sure you know about, Travis, a uh, great football prospect at Janesville Parker. Um, he had 32 rebounds in a game recently. Uh, Matt uh, Bredesen, the coach over at Parker, was, was telling me about it. He had 22 defensive rebounds and 10 offensive rebounds um, in, in, a, in a win over Sun Prairie East. Um, so he's about 6'5", but he's really strong, really jumps well, obviously anticipates where the ball is going to come off the rim very well. Um, but to have 32 rebounds in one game is, is remarkable. <laughs> I was looking at the state tournament book and it had that game been in the state tournament, it would have been a record in all five divisions. No one's ever grabbed that many rebounds in the history of the WIA state tournament in one game. So uh, pretty noteworthy accomplishment. Uh, another team I wrote about or two other teams that I wrote about were heritage Christian, a, a team that competes in the Midwest classic. Um, not usually one of the top teams in the league over the years, um, but they had started out the season with seven straight wins and I believe they beat Salam, uh, this week or late last week. So they're, they're eight and oh now. Um, and they have a, a junior dominated lineup, but all those guys have been on varsity for coach, uh, DeMonte Bynum since their freshman year. And of course they, they, they're very high in the division five coaches poll. And with good reason, um, they have a really nice squad and it's kind of interesting too, that, uh, you know, for years, they, they played at St. Luke gym in, in Brookfield. They did not have their own gym. Um, well, this year they raised enough money to build a new gym. So both the boys and girls teams now, um, have christened that gym, uh, with their play this, this winter wasn't quite ready for volleyball season, but it, it was ready for, for, um, the basketball season. So that's kind of a double bonus for heritage Christian. And then over in the big East conference, always a very, very competitive league with, with, with lots of really good teams in both the South and North Division. Uh, Kohler got off to a really good start. 
Um, and that was a little surprising to me. Um, not that they're not a good team. I figured they'd be solid, but, um, you know, they're, they're leading the South right now. They did get beat, uh, since I wrote this story, but then they came back last night and won another game. So, um, they, they're led by a junior named Trey Keller, um, who can really shoot the ball. He's about six foot, um, but he can really shoot and, and they have good overall balance. And one thing about their team is they're young. Uh, they, they have a couple sophomores that play a lot of minutes. Uh, Zane Willardson, who's a six, four athletic kid, uh, really strong in the post and Max Breitenbach, uh, who's a wing. So those were some of the surprises. And I, I plan to write, um, I called it the starting five and I, I plan to write, uh, stuff similar to this throughout the basketball season. It won't always be the five surprises. It might be five intriguing stories or, or five players to keep an eye out for us, you know, whatever the, whatever kind of, um, comes to the forefront is, is what I'll write about. So, um, readers on, on WSN can look for that in the future. Well, we're going to uh, turn our attention to some of those events coming up this weekend, or excuse me, next week um, uh, after the Christmas uh, holiday, uh, boys basketball events around the state. And of course, we have to start with the Rick Majerus Wisconsin basketball yearbook shootout, Mark, that you have uh, have run. Uh, you mentioned, is this year 17 or is this is the last yes. year with 17? Yeah. No, this is 17 and okay. um, it doesn't count the COVID year where, you know, you asked about canceling it uh the games because of weather well uh we've only had to cancel one in 16 years but we had to cancel the entire tournament uh in 2020 because of covid so um it would have been the 18th but we don't count that year you know because there were no games so it's the 17th year and very excited it's always a fun three days an exhausting three days uh, you know with uh, eight games on the 28th and then nine games on the 29th and 30th but you know that's the fun thing about the shootout is seeing people, you know, that, uh, that you've gotten to know over the years that, you know, that come out and watch games, um, you know, so renewing, renewing relationships. And then of course, watching really good teams and really good players from different parts of the state go at each other. Um, I think that's always fun. And, and of course, you know, the challenge of, of top players going up against each other, like Oshkosh North is playing Wisconsin Lutheran, um, and on Alaska is playing Wisconsin Lutheran. Well, those are two really good challenges for, for Wisco and, and, you know, the teams that are playing uh, top ranked teams like Wisconsin Lutheran are like the peer, you know, are looking forward to the opportunity to playing the best um, and, and seeing what they can do. So, um, you know, I, I think we got a really good lineup um, and um, excited. Um, I'll have a preview up on WIS sports for the event uh, a little later this week and uh, excited for, you know, for the event to take place. Well, give us the nuts and bolts, the dates, the location, the, you know, rough start time, end times, uh, how people can get tickets, kind of the the basic stuff for the uh, Wisconsin basketball yearbook shootout. Yeah, so we start on the 28th and we the event is 28th, 29th and 30th at Concordia University in Mequon. And on Wednesday, we start at 10 a.m. and probably finish around 10 p.m. Uh, there's eight games back to back to back um, and we run them, you know, every hour and a half. Um, we have an extra gym so the, the guys can warm up. So we, we kind of limit the warm up time on the main floor. Um, and then we shorten the halftime a little bit, you know, to keep the games on schedule. Um, and then on Thursday, we start at 9.15 and also uh, on Friday at 9.15 and the games run well past 10 o'clock on those two days. So um, yeah, there's a lot of basketball. We have teams from different parts of the state coming. 
Um, of course, the Majerus Family Foundation will be awarding scholarships to some recipients, $5,000 scholarships to, to seniors from uh, schools uh, participating in the tournament that uh, uh, individual players that, that uh, filled out a scholarship application, uh, wrote an essay and got a letter of recommendation from their head coach. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, and then of course we also have a, the Majerus plaque MVP for each game. Um, and then, you know, more than anything, it's just the excitement of seeing teams play each other. Um, Nina against Brookfield Central a rematch of last year's D1 state title game will be at seven o'clock on Wednesday, the 28th. Um, so, and right after that is Thomas Moore and Marquette. Right before that is Kakana Tosa West. So, you know, there's, there's just good teams and good players um, throughout the, throughout, you know, all the games, um, including the small schools. Um, you know, we don't have McDonald's Central this year, but we do have uh, Newman Catholic and St. Mary Catholic and Columbus Catholic and, um, you know, Milwaukee Juno Heritage Christian that we talked about. Um, so some of the smaller schools from throughout the state, Cuba City is coming to play uh, Kettle Marine Lutheran. Um, they get the opportunity also to, to play on a, on a big stage. Um, River Ridge is coming all the way from, from uh, Patch Grove, and they're, they're going to play a game against Heritage Christian, which, you know, will be quite different than, than the games that they normally see in the Six Rivers West. So, um, you know, interesting storylines really throughout with, with the coaches and uh, obviously with the players. And, um, you know, we get great officials. Kenny Kester puts it together for us and gets all the officials. So um, excited for the event once again this year. I know we've talked about this in the past when, excuse me, previewing the Wisconsin basketball yearbook shootout, but what are some of your top memories of 17 years of doing this event, games, players, uh, environments that really have stood out? Yeah, uh, boy, you know, there's a lot of them. Uh, I was, uh, we're doing banners this year for the first time and the guys at uh, Just a Game Impressions got those printed for us. They really turned out nice. And um, uh, we have 17 former players uh, from the shootout that have made it all the way to the NBA, um, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. Uh, of course, the first, uh, first several years, we had teams from out of state. So guys like DeMarcus Cousins <laughs> played uh, in, in the shootout. Um, and then, of course, we've had many from, from Wisconsin that have played there, including uh, probably the two most recent that have excelled in the NBA, uh, uh, Tyler Harrow uh, from Whitnall and Tyrese Halliburton from Oshkosh North. Um, uh, you know, Henry Allenson and Diamond Stone both played. Uh, I remember Bronson Koenig and Dwayne Wilson Jr. competing against each other in a very memorable game. Um, I remember Milwaukee Vincent when, when, uh, when Tom Diener was coaching there, uh, beating uh, uh, DeMarcus Cousins' team uh, in, in, in the shootout at the McGuire Center. That goes way back. Um, but, you know, the buzz in the crowd for that game was pretty substantial. Brakeese uh, Perrine had a really big game, as I remember, uh, and so did Deontay Garrett, um, and, and Vincent won the game. So, um, you know, that's, that goes back a few years now, but I, the first year that we had it um, – at the Maguire Center, uh, Jerry Smith played for Tosa East, and uh, he he really you know he really attracted a ton of fans. Not only the students from Tosa East, but just in general, they really he really was a guy that people wanted to see. As I look back at it, um, and uh, that was kind of cool too, just to see his following and to see you know because he's such he was such a, a great young man in addition to being a good basketball player. So, yeah, those kind of memories and. You know, having teams from, we've had teams from Texas and Alabama in the past, certainly uh, 
Chicago uh, area in the Minneapolis uh, St. Paul area. Uh, Detroit, Nate Oates, who's who's coaching now um, at Alabama. He coached in the shootout with uh, Detroit Romulus before he went into the college game. So uh, some interesting uh, interesting backgrounds for for you know coaches in addition to players. Let's uh, we'll, we'll move on talk about some of the other events around the state before we do so, especially with the uh, the weather that is coming into uh, the state of Wisconsin over the next couple of days. Let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, Mark, the Wisconsin basketball yearbook shootout is certainly the crown jewel of the uh, the tournament and, and holiday classic season, but there are a number of other events around the state that certainly do stand out for next week. What are a few that, uh, that are among the better events next week, in addition to the basketball, sh- uh, yearbook shootout? Well, if you're looking for, for, uh, bigger tournaments, uh, there's lots of 14 tournaments and, and many of those are very, very good, obviously. Um, but a bigger tournament, uh, and one that lasts over, uh, four days actually, uh, is in Kenosha. Um, and there are games at both Carthage College and UW Parkside. And we will have a listing of all the uh, holiday tournaments up on our uh, WSN site, uh, hopefully later today. Um, and, you know, that event in, at Parkside and Carthage uh, draws the Kenosha schools, um, the Racine schools, and many from, from Racine County, including Burlington, which has a really strong team. So, um, yeah, that that event is is pretty exciting. Um, you know, you get to see teams like St. Joe's take on Tremper, which you know is is always uh, a fun game because of the uh, you know they don't play each other during conference season, but uh, it's always fun to see those two go at it. Or you know, Racine K's take on a West Osha Central. Um, you know, two teams that have traditionally been very very strong. Uh, they're playing this year. Um, you know, Burlington has games against Kenosha St. Joe's um, and uh, I'm just looking here. Who's their other game? I thought they had two games. Uh, oh, Racine Lutheran. Um, and I think it's nice that they were able to spread that out between Carthage and Parkside. I don't know if uh, people had the opportunity to check out uh, Parkside's revamped um, arena. Uh, it's very, very nice. And of course, Carthage did their uh redid their basketball facility quite a while ago now, but that is a crown jewel for, uh, for D3 basketball in our state. It's just a beautiful facility. So not only do you get to see local teams play against each other from different conferences, but you also get to see it in really nice venues um, at Parkside and at at, uh, Carthage. So that's one of the better events. Obviously the Century Classic down in Stevens Point um, has been around for a long time and is a a really, really good event. and, and then the Sun Drop Classic, too, down at, uh, at the Crest Center at Green Bay uh, has been around now for a while and, and features some of the better teams from the Fox Valley area. So those are some of the events. But, um, you know, there's also, like I mentioned before, many four-team tournaments throughout the state, and, and many of those are also very good. So um, we hope to have the, all of the listings of all of the events up on our site uh, later today where you can look around and see what's in your area and hopefully get to a game or two next week. Well, this is the busiest time of the year for uh, events and, and tournaments and classics this holiday break. Uh, there's over 100 games on uh, on Tuesday, I believe, or maybe it's Thursday, uh, but a lot of games going. 
But there are some other events coming up later in the year that we want to make mention of now. We'll probably talk about them a little bit later as well. But coming up January 13th and 14th at the Lacrosse Center is the Midwest Players Classic, a great event put on there uh, by uh, Brad Reinhardt and, and the folks at Aquinas. Some really outstanding games and and. You know, that that tournament and, and uh, uh, event has attracted some of the elite teams, not only in Wisconsin, but around the Midwest, have seen a number of NBA and high-level D1 players there in the past. Midwest Players Classic, January 13 and 14. And then also, Mark, a couple events that, uh, more events that you're involved with, two different border battle events. Give us the lowdown on, uh, on those coming up in January. Sure. The Wisconsin-Minnesota border battle will be January 21st, Saturday at Prescott. Um, and we have seven games lined up. Um, our teams participating include Middleton, Pewaukee, uh, Onalaska, Lacrosse Central, Prescott, Aquinas, and Regis. Um, the Pewaukee team will take on Totino Grace, um, and that's probably the marquee game of the entire uh, border battle, just because Totino Grace and Pewaukee both won state titles last year, and both have uh, multiple college uh, Division One prospects. So. I think that will be a really fun game. And Middleton gets the opportunity to take on Benilde St. Margaret's, which also has uh, some really outstanding individual players. So um, looking forward to that as always. And, you know, being way over in Prescott, we're right across the border. You know, we were hoping to get fans, um, many fans, you know, hopefully from Wisconsin and, and from Minnesota. Um, the border battle with Illinois uh, is once again going to be at the Prairie School in Racine. That's also on a Saturday, and that's in February 4th, the first Saturday there. Um, and we have actually eight games lined up there, uh, so it'll be a full day uh, of basketball. And we got some re really good teams coming from uh, from the sh Chicago, Greater Chicago area, um, and uh, that's always a fun day too to to, to watch a lot of basketball. Um, we start at ten thirty in the morning that day, and, and we go every hour and a half. And again, we have an extra gym so teams can warm up prior to coming on the main floor. Um, so looking forward to that event, Franklin, uh, Edgewood, St. Catharines, Springs, top ranked D4 team, um, Lakeside Lutheran, uh, Sussex Hamilton are, are some of the teams that will be participating, uh, you know, for, for Wisconsin in that event. So looking forward to those, but you know, those are down the road a little bit, got to get that, that big, uh, <laughs> shootout in first. Um, and then of course, uh, we'll, we'll hit the other events like, uh, the Midwest Players Classic and, and the border battles, uh, you know, that that follow. Obviously, there's also the uh, the Luke Coleman Showcase, which is a big event in January at Brookfield Central. Um, that's always a fun event uh, and lots of really good teams as well. Well, Mark, it's been an interesting start to the season already here in Wisconsin. Two-time defending champion Pewaukee in Division Two already has two losses. In fact, lost their last two games coming into this week, although they've been down some players um, we've got uh, a great race uh, heating up in D4, D5. We've got DePier looking like a, a, a powerhouse in D1. West Salem, you mentioned, very strong in D3. So we're excited to uh, to get the season going. We're excited for these tournaments, events, classics, showcases. Coming up next week around the state, as Mark mentioned, we will have, he will have a list of all of those events so that you can check them out and get out to a game uh, while you're recovering from the uh, from the Christmas holiday, so make sure you do that if you can. Mark, uh, again, thank you for uh, for taking some time, and uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from you very soon as well on the WSN podcast. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Travis. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and, and to all of our readers and listeners. And uh, uh, 
thanks for all the support that they've given to our to our website. Uh, it's, it's great to have this and to have this job. I feel fortunate to be able to do what I do, and I know you feel the same way, and everybody on our staff does. So, uh, you know, big thank you to to all of our supporters out there. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays. Uh, Happy New Year's. We we probably will not have a, uh, a podcast for, for next week. Um, but uh, again, echo Mark sentiments. This has been a great year for WSN. As you have seen, we posted on social, we're going to hit 50 million page views within the next couple of days, which will trigger some uh, great giveaways that we're going to be doing. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you're following us on our social pages if you are not doing so yet. Um, so you can get in on the goodies. We'll have some WSN Extra subscriptions, some WSN gear, some Quick Trip gift cards from our good friends over at Quick Trip, uh, some other stuff going on. So looking forward to celebrating a, uh, the end of a great year and getting off to a great start in 2023. Uh, but again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, and, and season's greetings to everyone out there. And one more reminder, let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, that will do it for today's episode of the WISports.net podcast. He's Mark Miller. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.